Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Hey friends, I am so excited to bring you an episode today with Abigail, myself, and Abigail's partner, Jared, who recently joined us full-time earlier this year, and we dive deep into his role why it was super important for us to bring him on, boundaries between marriage and work life, how spouses can even work together at home, let alone in the same business, the importance of customer experience inbound and outbound, and the tremendous help it's had for us having someone in that headspace to facilitate internally with the team so that y'all get stuff that actually makes sense and is effective for you the importance of having someone for quality control in your business and what that could look like for you, how to play into everyone's strengths on your team so you can make sure that stuff is getting accomplished in everyone's zone of genius and how they work well. We dive into a lot in this episode. If you have any follow-up questions for Jared or for our team, please do not hesitate to reach out on Instagram at Boss Project, and we would love to chat with you. Hey, Jared. Welcome to the show. Hey, Abby. Hey, Emily. Hi. Can you act a little more it's excited? It's a family affair. Hey, Abby. Hey, Emily. This is my first Strategy Hour podcast, and I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, good. I appreciate the sarcasm. It's honestly a little surprising that we are this deep into the podcast, and you've been around this long, and yet you've never been on the show, but we're making it happen. I pitched a good idea. All right. Well, we're going to dig into it. For those of you who are unfamiliar, Jared is actually my husband. And he's also the marketing manager here at Boss Project. And we are excited to chat a little bit about what it's been like to shift some of the roles internally so that we can have Emily and I a little more focused on vision. Not that we don't still involve ourselves in launch strategy because we don't know how to let go. But what it's been like to have someone really focused on the day to day, and we can think more like 30, 60, 90 days, even a year down the road, and what that's been like to kind of move into that role. Emily, what do you think about 
working with my husband. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think we can, I mean, I know we have boundaries on the list to talk about today. And I think that those are important for every person that you have on your team, but especially when there's like a friendship or an actual like marriage relationship happening. I think really early on, one of the things that we discussed was kind of having me be Jared's like first point of contact to just like kind of create some space. And I think that was one of the smartest things that we did. I think it's allowed for healthy like conversations and all of our relationships are going smoothly, but also kind of in the like freakish way that you and I have just gotten along and figured it out for years. That's kind of what this trio does too. So yeah, that's where we are. (laughs) Yeah. So Jared, do you want to speak a little bit to why you decided to join us? Why you said yes to us? (laughs) Well, because I have been around for six years. I was an unofficial, unrecognized volunteer. So I was in the Facebook community. I would chime in and answer questions when they made sense or drop a link. And, but there was like this need for more, for someone to be more in it than just someone that would help from time to time about what, six months ago already. Is that how long it's been? At least this summer, there was an instance that was happening with just like our communications and there was a missing piece to them. And so I had said to Abby and Emily, like, hey, you know what? Like, I think having somebody looking at the emails and like the Facebook things and like when that's all happening, like what's being said and how it's being said is like really an important piece. And then they were like, well, you're the person to do it. You bring it up. And that's kind of like- <laughs> You said it. You smelled yeah. it. You dealt and it kind of rules around like, here. That's yeah, kind exactly. Of- how it started. And well, so, actually, that's not how it started. Well, I think you're I think you're jumping ahead in the story. We originally had an outsourced marketing department. And we learned the hard way that that was a really bad decision for our team for us. Yes. And okay. not that it's a bad decision overall. Like I think it can work for a lot of people. Right. But that's where Emily and I get really excited and have opinions and like want well, to. And we're really, really good at it. And that's so true. we recognize this is something we're good at and that we like doing. And we need help executing some of it because while mm-hmm. we like visioning and here's how the pieces could work together and here's what the messaging is like to have someone come through and be like, okay, well, you said this, then that means we need to also say it in the group or on emails, or I'm going to post about it here. Or I'm going to make sure that the pieces are actually connected. Yep. And Jared was like, I think I can help out with that. And at least for me, my perspective of the start of this relationship, it was like, it was just a level of support that we hadn't had. It was truly like getting a third brain that knew so much about our business because Jared's been around for a long time. He gets like the pillow talk of boss project from like Mm -hmm. the conception of our business. And so to have like Jared, to have your, the ability for you to be like, well, I know you guys wrote a blog post about this 17 million years ago. And so what if we did and brilliant idea here. And so when you unlock someone who like, is so intimate about your business and can help you connect those pieces. It's really Mm -hmm. a game changer. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think both Abigail and Emily have really entrusted me to like take on this role of day to day. Mm -hmm. And like, here's 
the launch that we have planning, if we look at our Black Friday launch, Emily is out for two weeks. And it's like, I got it to a point that you should now be able to take it and run with it, working with a copywriter, working with our designer, and like have all the pieces, get all the emails scheduled. And I did, and the team did. And Emily was kind of able to just come back and be like, okay, I know that this is getting taken care of. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I can now be thinking the next 30 days. Yeah. Well, I know over the summer, I had this sinking feeling that we had gotten to the point where we built a business that we could no longer sustain it with the support we had. And if we didn't mm-hmm. increase the amount of support, we were actually going to start to go backwards because we didn't have what we needed to continue not growing, like literally just to Mm -hmm. sustain the beast that we had built. And it felt really good to have Jared thinking more in the weeds Mm -hmm. so that we could step back. And I think that also allowed Emily and I to separate our roles a little more. I think previously we had been working on a lot of the same projects. Uh And even if we added different things to the project, we often did the same kind of activities around the same time. And with adding Jared in, I was able to step out and focus more on because this summer, I completely rebuilt our back end operations. Mm -hmm. And then we started hiring, like real crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And so With that happening, I could focus completely over here and for the first time in a long time, check almost entirely out of marketing Mm -hmm. so that you guys could focus on where we were going. Well, and I think that doing that was a little enlightening to the two of you with me coming on board because as you were assigning tasks, there was a period before we got Caitlin and Megan and Jen like fully on board that it was like the task load being offloaded to me on the day-to-day was like one person here would have 30 tasks and I had 140 tasks at one time. And I'm just, and and I'm sitting here asking myself, how did you do it before? And I think the answer was you would do so much and then it would just like stop. That's exactly what happened. And From a customer perspective, from our students, our audience, the best DM that I knew that my role and me stepping into this was validated by someone sending a DM being like that they could tell that something was happening from like behind Mm -hmm. the scenes within our organization and like the communication and how all the dots were connected was starting to make Mm -hmm. sense. That yeah. was critical for for us too. I remember for years, Abby and I sitting here like, man, we've got the content. We've done this. We've said this. And, and I feel like we do the work here on the podcast. We do the work on the blog. We do the work by brainstorming solid curriculum or videos or trainings. And then we're tired. And it's hard to then like do the next step, the things that actually connect those pieces together or take it a step further. And I think having you on board has really helped facilitate like all of the work that we are doing and putting it to good use. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not just repurposing, but like literally being purposeful. Purposeful. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Like taking it and, and giving it 
the like final touches to really make sure it's being put in all the right places. I think before it was like quite literally we would produce the content and sometimes we would literally never tell anyone that it existed. Yeah. Yeah. And so it would be going out. It would be live, so to speak. Hope you saw it. it. (laughs) Yeah. Hope you Googled the right thing to land on this page. Maybe sometime eventually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But no, it's like, and it's like people having, you know, like what kind of a resource do you need? And when I post those and people comment on them, I'm now able to, to like shift into thinking about the six years worth of content that Boss Project has put out, the thousand blog posts, you know, and the 600 plus, this is actually episode 600. Something like that. Something like that. <laughs> of the podcast, I'm able to go into our vault and like, pull out the piece that you are mm-hmm. looking for. Yeah. And like, that's just one part of my role. No, absolutely. I think what I want to come across for you guys is that there's not a one size fits all solution to like what your company needs for you to really unlock the next level. I think I talked briefly, not briefly, I did a whole episode on it. (laughs) I did a whole episode on death to the integrator and how I thought that that was sort of like a dangerous shift that you could make inside your business. And the new one I see a lot of people hanging their hat on is that you absolutely have to have an operations manager Which is, there's nothing wrong with any of those things. Do we need one at this point? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I think what you need to address when you are ready to scale your support is figuring out where you're dropping the ball. You know what I mean? Because I think that's part of it. It is definitely part of it. And a part of this conversation that I really want to hit on also, because I think we, we made this mistake in one regard and then corrected it. But I think some people continue making this mistake because they just think it's going to change for them. I think a lot of people are hoping they're hearing what Jared's role has done for us. They cleared Mm -hmm. up our headspace, connected the messaging, helped customers, clients, students, our audience get resources, et cetera. It helps have someone see how the day-to-day can function into the bigger picture. They hear all of those things. And they think by hiring a social media manager, they're going to get that role. And we kind of did this when we tried to outsource our marketing and it didn't work. And I hear, I mean, every day, so many people are saying, I think I need a social media manager. And then VAs are saying, I'm a social media manager and I can help you with this. And ultimately, the task of that VA is posting on stories, maybe commenting, responding to some DMs. And they think that that's going to give you the results that we're talking about. And I'm Mm -hmm. just really cautioning our listeners to not confuse a doer task with the simple like posting of social media and think that that's going to like not only create conversions as in sales, but that it's also going to create this like continuity that you're expecting because those are completely different things. What percentage of Jared's job do you think is actually posting on social media? Well, I feel like he might say it's different just because it's like annoying and there's lots of posting, but a minuscule amount. Yeah. Well, what's like one eighth of the day? 12%. (laughs) That's what I'm going to say. One hour a day is what I'm posting. Mm -hmm. And I'm engaging and I'm approving Mm -hmm. people and 
doing moderating sort of throughout the day yeah of the group i mean when you have a group but of- in terms of like level of importance i don't necessarily think that's i think that's pretty low on the list mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's important yeah, if it's like scheduled that day it needs to be posted but it's just like it like it's it's yeah. we've talked about this before on the podcast where maybe we haven't we actually talked to our coach about this where we were learning as we're growing our team and establishing roles and having full-time people, a full-time amount of schedule is is a lot of time. And especially when that person's capacity is different than yours as the owner of the business. And we talk about that with our clients a lot. But one of the things that I was figuring out where we had the discussion about like feeling weird or is it okay to have a higher level position also have some like doer kind of No brainer. I just need to check this task off, like posting stories or commenting or whatever. And we realized, and our coach kind of helped us walk this through that, like, we all need those kind of tasks some days Mm -hmm. to just be like, okay, I just need to kind of start my morning with this or end my day with this or zone out after lunch to get back into the groove with something that, like, doesn't take a lot of brain space. And so, I'm encouraging our listeners, if you're looking to hire a full-time employee, bring someone on for more hours, that it's absolutely okay to have a higher level position. Also do like just doer tasks because we all need that break. Yeah. I think the having the strong mix of those things allows you to feel accomplished. And especially just knowing Jared's personality, he loves a checklist, man. (laughs) The reason he had so many more tasks in Asana was not necessarily because he was spending 10 times as many hours. It was that his tasks were broken down into smaller steps because he thrived on checking smaller boxes. And you just have to be mindful of how people work. And I think that's a big part of what I've been focusing on with operations is understanding that certain team members need way more broken down for them. And it's not that they're any less smart or any less capable. It's literally how their brain works and how they best function and how they best like being communicated with. And we've really linked into Enneagram and Strength Finder mm-hmm. and, and really tried to untap what makes people feel good at work, what yeah. makes people feel appreciated, what makes people feel accomplished. And just knowing those little things makes such a massive difference in the overall team culture that I feel like before just existed and now it's being, it's like intentional. Yeah. Well, because like for me, I hate tiny, tiny broken down tasks. I have to understand what is the end purpose of this project or this task? Like, what are we actually trying to achieve here? So I can work backwards to be like, okay, here's the shift of how I think it needs to go. And so I think truly understanding your team members is really helpful there. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart.
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Okay, let's talk about the importance of quality control. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So a little backstory on me. You may or may not know that I'm a trained landscape architect, practiced for seven years, I think, before shifting into this role and working full-time with Abby. But in architecture school, we would do critiques and red lines. And in practice, it was red lines. So the last firm that I was with, we would actually take a whole set of drawings, like 300 plus pages. We would send them upstairs to this group of four people and they would pull up the markups. They would pull it up in Bluebeam or Adobe and they would literally review it with a fine tooth comb. And it wasn't to like nitpick and tell people like, you're doing this wrong. It's just like, what's the standard? Does this like meet our internal expectations? Does this meet code? Like, is there something that like you almost got it there, but not quite. And like, those are the things that we would get. And some of it was feedback on just like, this could mm -hmm. be better. And so kind of at the start of this whole thing, it was like, how is like, who's making the final decision when an email gets 
Emily or Miranda like writes an email. Absolutely no one. No one. <laughs> they're also formatting it. They're also scheduling it. They're dis- they're making the determining factor. But like, who's the department that's like getting it before you hit send and being like, okay, all these links work. Yeah, this is like the button is in the right spot, or there is this a button actually or makes whatever. Sense. Right. The message this is actually clear. makes sense. This is actually the group it's supposed to right. go to. This is actually the day that we should be sending it in the time. What do you mean? Like, do we need to send the email at five fifty-five in the morning? Or can it wait till eight o'clock in the morning? Like those kind of like final checks. It's almost the countdown mode of like mm-hmm. Houston. We have mm-hmm. liftoff. You know, like that's what I think about. You guys have done all the prep work. The team has been working. We've been checking all the boxes, but let's mm-hmm. take a breath. Let's look at it one more time. Let's get a fresh set of eyes on it. And so that's some of the the QA and QC work that I've been doing. And it really happened when, and what I had said to you was like, we needed to do something because this responsibility should not fall on Mm -hmm. one person. Mm -hmm. And I think there was an instance and you guys were like, oh yeah, you're so right. Who's following up on this? And so we developed mm -hmm. a process internally that in how an email gets scheduled and then unscheduled. And then I get tagged like, Hey, it's ready. And I go in and check it. It takes me all of five minutes to look, schedule it, and it's like ready to go. But we've also done it, started to do it with social media posts and launch posts and StreamYard outlines and whatever else. Like it kind of comes to me like, can you sit here and check this because you've never yeah. seen it before? Well, and I, it's super important. And it goes back to what I was saying at the beginning of this, where Abby and I pour and a bunch of our team members pour a lot of energy into the creation of things. And then we're tired. So then it's like, just fucking send it. Like I can't read it one more time or I've read it 17 times and it's not helpful. Well, even if you read it one more time, would you even really be able to check it? It wouldn't matter. Right. If I wrote it, I can't be the final check on it. If Miranda's formatting it, she can't be the final check on that. And so it's just that like checks and balance of... If you're the last person who did something to it, you also can't like verify that it's perfect. Yeah. So even today, I think that that's even working a little bit in the back end with Miranda. So even like an example today, like when you're talking about quality control, even though I'm kind of the person that has the last set of eyes on, I would say 99% of the things, there were some simple reminder emails that I'm in there and I'm like, okay, these are on my list. I'm going to go on ahead and copy them from the previous month. And then I sent them to Miranda and I said, Mm -hmm. Hey, these are like scheduled, unscheduled. They should be good. Can you put your last set of eyes? And then if you, if you think they're good, like go on ahead and schedule them. And she's like, Oh, thank you. Yes. They look good. I'm going to run with it. So kind of goes in reverse. Mm -hmm. If I'm looking at something, I also have to be willing to say like, this is like 99% there. Can you look at this? And I do that with Abby. I do that with on stuff I'm working on and projects. Absolutely. Yeah. Abby and I are so used to doing it for each other for years that it's really nice to have someone else come in and own that. But I also think it's taught our other team members to quality check their stuff even before they send it to you, you know, like Mm -hmm. one more round or like, okay, let me button this up even more. So he doesn't have to pull links for me or graphics for me or whatever. And so I think it's taught us all like an extra kind of code before we wrap this. So I want to touch on one more topic. And I want to ask both of you, how has it been like working with your spouse? Because I feel like 
you and I, Abby, we joke that we're like work wives and we, mm-hmm. you know, are sometimes like legally maybe even more bound together than a marriage because it would be harder for us to separate or it would be messier. And we've joked about that from the very beginning, but we're not actually married and we don't come home to each other at the end of a day and start our day together and work together. So I would love to hear from each of you, Abby, you can go first. What kind of boundaries have you put in place and what do you think is really helping make it work for you? Yeah. Well, I think one of the things that did help going into this is Jared actually worked with me for two years prior to him working full time for Boss Project. So I feel like we like experimented with what it would be like, but it was super part time. Jared was still able to focus on the household and he caregives for our 94 year old grandmother. And so like, I think there was some flexibility there that allowed for us to kind of work out some of the kinks before it really mattered, so mm-hmm. to speak. But I think me being clear about where I needed you to make a decision or you to be his key point person, mm-hmm. I think if Jared and I were, if I was his direct boss, I do think it would cause a lot more friction. But for the most part, I think we actually have always worked really well together. We started out as friends. We were way closer as friends and like comrades kind of, so to speak, because we were both in design school at the same time. He was going to architecture school. I was going to design school. And so we often would like talk about our work then. And mm-hmm. that continued. I, I definitely remember early on in Boss Project confiding a lot in him and asking mm-hmm. for his advice and opinion. And I think moving into this, some of the things that's really helped is we really do try to, in the evenings, totally check out. Like yeah. we try to not talk about work. Does it occasionally come up? Absolutely. But it it did before when he wasn't working for us. So like that isn't a major shift, but I will sometimes preface a conversation with I'm talking to you as your wife right now. Yeah. And, or I'm talking to you and I'm in business mode. So you need to treat me like that. And with some of those, especially when they're a private conversation that helps me at least feel like I'm being transparent about how I'm approaching. Yeah. I mean, I even have to do that with B and he doesn't work for us at Boss Project, but because I'm a co-founder and he's been around since the beginning, he also has very intimate knowledge of Boss Project and the ins and outs that just like Jared did. And there are some conversations where I have with him where I'm like, I'm venting about my work, not as the person seeking advice, not as the owner, but like I work here and I'm kind of venting about this thing. So let me just vent about it. Or sometimes I'm like, okay, I would love your advice on this specific piece of business thing that I'm going to take back to my business and like actually do something about it. And so I think that's totally normal regardless of whether the person's working there. But I think it's really important that you have like communicated those boundaries in there. Yeah, they're necessary. Jared, what about you? Well, I appreciate that we have separate offices that we work out of. That would just be loud. Well, it would be loud. You know, Abby's doing a lot of like recordings and Zooms and other things. And I'm over here like slacking with the team. So it's going ding, ding, ding. (laughs) I also think that it kind of like separates us. Okay, we're going to Mm -hmm. work. You're going here and I'm going here, even though it's just up the stairs and in the podcast (laughs) closet. Um, so like, we're kind of going different ways. 
And then it's like, hey, you want lunch? And then we come back together, then we separate mm-hmm. again. So I think that there's some just like natural rhythm that's happening between like work mode and marriage mm-hmm. mode. And I would say that the two years that Abby and I did test things out and like me sort of working for her, I would say there was a lot more resentment mm-hmm. in my opinion, because it was really, really hard to separate who's calling the shots mm-hmm. in the business, who's owning the bigger vision in the business. Mm-hmm. And so like being able to have you, Emily, be my point of contact mm-hmm. is like, okay, Emily, here's the project. I'm going to outline it. Do you think a lot of it had to do with you coming into an established business though, versus like we were building something from the ground up? It could, it could have. Boss Project already has processes and has support. Whereas what we were doing before was like me. Yeah. I mean, it was you primarily and me nights and weekends. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can definitely see how that could be different. Abby, do you have any numbers? I know that was on our notes, but of the impact of what a team structure has done. This is really something that we've started expanding just in June of 2021. Mm -hmm. We're recording this in December of the same year, but we've kind of joked throughout social media and even in these episodes, how we've been on like a hiring frenzy and things have been changing and growing, but what does that actually mean? Yeah. So I think it's been a lot more surprising than I expected. And there's, it's definitely not just Jared. I think that this is like an entire internal shift and we essentially, whether we meant to or not, completely restructured our business from the inside out. And I mean, every aspect of operations, HR, marketing, who was in the business, what they were working on, what their roles and responsibilities were, how the business operated, what our products were, our product messaging, like all of it. And so I think having the support allowed us to refine and revise in a much quicker capacity than we previously could. So what that has meant is it went from Emily and I as the only full-time people in our business with about 20 part-time contractors to we're a team of six people full-time, one part-time person. And I would say like, I mean, technically three to four different teams of people, contractors that are outside, but that's probably cumulatively still about 20 people, but but they're really more like SEO ads, Mm -hmm. bookkeeping, finance, like they're very specific niches. And so we've brought all of our day-to-day internal operations in-house instead of having outside contractors complete those activities. But we're growing really fast. Like If our current projections stay true, we're going to go from a team of seven to nine by January. And the end of next year, we could be 20 to 25 employees. Mm -hmm. We've already doubled our MRR in the last six months, but most of that has come in the last 30 to 45 days. But truly, we've been building up to that the entire time. So Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say it was like an instant thing. This just happened. But if everything that we think... (laughs) is going to happen happens, which I'm pretty certain it will. (laughs) Our business will be 5x by this time next year. Mm -hmm. And that's just that is a true quantum leap. Mm -hmm. And that's only possible 
when you can let go and really trust a group of people to support you. I know, at least for me, the part that's been the most surprising is I still have just as much to do. It's just very different day-to-day tasks. And well, and the and the strides that we make on a weekly basis are so much greater than what they've been before because of everything that can get done. Well, yeah, I think even just a project you worked on today in the past, if it had been the two of us, it would have been a three to four month project. And I honestly think we're going to crank it out in two weeks from like inception to like fully developed. Yeah. But it's like a big project. So like, I'm shocked by that. And I don't necessarily think it's, it has so much to do with, I mean, because you're doing the same work, but it's like, all yeah, these but, other but it, pieces. And it goes back to my beginning point is I'm doing the same work, but now I can like, delegate it to someone who I know Jared's going to oversee to make sure that piece gets done. And then I know when that's done, his eyes are going to be on to testing it and to making sure it's working. And like, because we have those people and Jared is helping facilitate those people also, mm-hmm. it's, you know, I've talked about this before in the sense of like home projects where the phrase is like, you're like a 90 percenter or the 99 percenter where I love starting and I love like getting projects rolling, but it's that like final button up that I struggle really hard with. And it's a role like Jared's that really helps finish that and like make it really perfect for you guys. And it enables us to get stuff out to you sooner, which is really Mm -hmm. exciting. So thanks, Jared. (laughs) I think think you need a finisher. Like, I think that's a part of, like, you have to understand your personality and what you need and what's going to work for you. And literally, if you were to dive into our actual strengths, our actual personalities, like I am future focused, you are future focused. Jared is not. He right. is present focused. That's literally that. <laughs> it's a part of his innate personality. Like yep. he's not really thinking about yesterday or tomorrow. He's literally thinking about today and it's built into his DNA. Yeah. And so I think if you find you can actually structure a team based on their unique capabilities and skills. And when you tap into them, oh my gosh, it's just so Mm -hmm. incredible. So I'm excited to see what this looks like. And I know Jared has a lot more to say. What you don't know is he's a huge talker because I feel like we (laughs) talked over him the whole podcast. But I'm sure there'll be fault. Next time I'll tell you a story about my voice. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Just DM him on Instagram and he'll talk to you later <laughs> off. Well, Jared, thank you for being yeah. a part of Boss Project and here today for this episode. I'm sure everyone is excited to get to know you a little more. If you guys truly have any follow-up questions for Jared, do not hesitate to ask us over on Instagram at Boss Project. The three of us are in our DMs every day, all day. And so ask away and I'm sure he would love to go into more detail for you guys. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. 
You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.